...leaving the United States, navyless and in its infancy, unable to pay the required tribute. Already, America was suffering losses it could not afford. This is the importunate situation that ultimately landed Jefferson and Adams in a room with Sidi Haji Abdul Rahman Adja. They wanted to know why Tripoli was doing this. We took the liberty to make some enquiries concerning the ground of their pretensions to make war upon nations who had done them no injury, they reported, and Adja's answer illustrated, with stark clarity, precisely what this ground was. It would be inaccurate to say, though, as it's often said in some conservative circles, that the ensuing conflict was some kind of holy war. This isn't the kind of thing the Founding Fathers seemed interested in. Jefferson, influenced by the Enlightenment and English deists like Henry St. John Bolingbroke, is known for taking a razor blade to the Bible. That's not just figurative. He got an actual razor blade and physically sliced out all references to the supernatural and miraculous, such as the virgin birth and the resurrection of Christ, leaving only its moral lessons. He told his nephew Peter Carr in 1787, question with boldness even the existence of a god, because if there be one, he must more approve the homage of reason than that of blindfolded fear. And in his 1785 book, Notes on the State of Virginia, he wrote, It does me no injury for my neighbor to say there are twenty gods or no god. It neither picks my pocket nor breaks my leg. Those two lines were seized upon by the Federalist Party, which attacked him viciously during a particularly bitter presidential campaign in 1800, maligning him as a howling atheist and an infidel. He still won. It isn't inconceivable to think that the encounter with Adja might have made Jefferson think back to the Quran he had purchased twenty years prior as a law student in 1765. Jefferson's Quran, as it's now known, is one of the earliest translations of the holy book into English, by George Sale. It is the book upon which Keith Ellison, America's first Muslim congressman, was controversially sworn in in 2007. Jefferson's interest in the Quran didn't go unnoticed by his opponents, either. I remember being amused when Newt Gingrich expressed worry in 2011 that his grandchildren would grow up to see a secular atheist America dominated by radical Islamists. His comical, contradictory concern about the United States supposedly eroding Christian roots actually has precedent with Jefferson, who, like Barack Obama, was accused of being both an atheist and a Muslim by his opponents. And Jefferson's rejection of traditional Christianity in favor of Unitarianism, his interest in the Quran as a legal document, and his advocacy of religious tolerance and civil rights for Muslims gave them additional ammunition against him in the 1800 election. Now, it would also be inaccurate, as it's often done in some liberal circles, to romanticize Jefferson's relationship with Islam. It is admittedly speculative to say that Jefferson's report to John Jay, quoting Adja's vile description of Islamic theology, without any comment or reservation, connotes a sense of recognition and familiarity with the tenets of jihad that Jefferson might have had. But it is plausible when you take other factors into account. Even as Denise Spellberg, author of Thomas Jefferson's Quran, Islam and the Founders, makes the case that Jefferson fought to make the United States more inclusive of Muslims, she acknowledges that his views of Islam were mostly negative.
The introductory notes in Sale's translation of the Quran framed it primarily as a book of law, presenting Muhammad not only as an imposter and infidel, but also the legislator of the Arabs. As an ardent advocate of the separation of state and religion, Jefferson's introduction to Islam as a law student was through Sale's translation of the Quran, in which state and religion are intimately interlinked. And then, twenty years later, with the Barbary conflict, he witnessed the mixing of the two in action. How could this have sat with him? The listener who still thinks Jefferson was partial to the Quran merely by virtue of owning one should also consider this. The Quran contains many of the same supernatural and miraculous elements as the Bible, virgins giving birth, staffs turning to snakes, angels, the devil, and more. If Jefferson abhorred them to the extent of literally using a razor to excise them from the Bible— why would the exact same story survive his disdain in the Quran? Although we can speculate, there is a good reason.